Welcome to the Racing and Sports in the Office Review Podcast. Good to be back on deck this week. We're both feeling better, Blanks, which is a plus. You're in the office. I'll be in tomorrow. And we got everything I think we wanted from the races on the weekend. Plenty of good stories. And we saw Animo's back to what we would expect. Yep, had a bit of everything. And I think you're, you're right, the The real storyline, wow, the real storyline was probably Shelby 66. But the other storyline was the um, the setup for the, the Queen Elizabeth in a few weeks' time at the championships, wasn't it, with um, the Ranvit and then the Rose Hill Guineas and the, was it the return of Animo? Something like the return <laughs> of Animo and, and Zaki obviously winning down in Melbourne as well. So hopefully what we, we saw on Saturday was the, um, the setup for a... Uh, big QE grand final. For sure. And on that, what was the highest rated horse of the weekend? Yeah, so the highest rated horse on the weekend was Animo in the Rose Hill Guineas, ran to 125, which is um, the best Rose Hill Guineas winner in recent times alongside Dundeal, who also ran to 125. And there's remarkable similarities between the, the two Rose Hill Guineas wins, Dundeal and, and Animo. It had a real Dundeal vibe about it, didn't it? Um and to, to find a better one, you've got to go all the way back to the year when Octagonal won it and was racing saintly in Falante and nothing like a Dane and, and juggler and, and what have you in what most people would, would sort of call the the best three-year-old group that's ever sort of rolled through Sydney. Well, maybe ever, I don't know. Certainly in the last... Tough 30, lot to beat. Yeah, certainly in the in the last 30 years, that was sort of the crop, if you like, that, that all other crops are judged by, so... Yeah, only only Dundeal and, and Animo have, have been so high in, in a Rose Hill Guinea since. So, um, yeah, big figure and, and worthy of the uh, rating of the week. Where did the all-summer outfit? Did Zaki fall just below? Zaki ran to 123. So, yeah, only a couple of pounds below and, and, and pretty much in line with a lot of what Zaki has done in Australia. So he's... Um, he set himself up to do this in out of that slow blamey. The tempo, again, was... I mean, it wasn't as ridiculous as it was in, in the blamey, but it's on the steady side again. You would have thought for five million bucks, surely that was enough to, to drag a little bit of um, gusto out of some of the jockeys and, and see some people sort of roll the dice at, at five million. But no, it wasn't enough to to drag anything enterprising out of out of anyone and, and Jamie was able to roll across, sit outside a soft lead, kick away and, and win it running out to 123, which is the same rating he ran to when he won the McKinnon. It's a pound below what he ran to when he beat Probabile and Arameo. It's a little bit below what he ran in the Doombin Cup, but as a general rule, 123 is what he ran in the Hollandale as well. So he's um, that's him. That's him, and he's won a you know he's won a lot of a lot of races now by just basically basically he's won a lot of races by just rolling into good spots and running good numbers without being 
a megastar. He continues to be just a a good horse. My read of things is, in, you know, in a global sense, he's probably just shy of a, being a real Group One horse, but it's been enough to to land him several good races, and and this his biggest pot of all. Funny you mentioned the lack of speed in the old summer. It seemed the press all week was how much speed there was going to be in and Zaki was going to be in trouble from out there. And it just appeared like no one had a plan B. No. I mean, was was there a lot of press about there being big speed? I think it looked like it was going to be fair, but maybe not um, not Maybe speed, it was more it's hopeful. Surprising. Yeah, maybe it was yeah. just hopeful. And maybe, I think, and people probably entitled to think this, that that sort of money might mean that a few people would um, have a real crack at it. I thought Thunderstruck was, was fantastic in that race, by the way. I think... I really like seeing... So he's been set to peak there, third up from a break, and you just see it's bang in his ratings. He just goes 110, 110, 119, bang, bang, bang. Like, it's um, it's a shame that he... I mean, he doesn't walk away with the prize. It's not really a shame for me, to be honest, but it's a... You know, he doesn't get the prize, but you do get to see a really good trainer, really good trainers, setting one up and, and knocking one down. He'll be a fantastic chance in the Doncaster off that because he continues to be a horse that runs really well. He's running as I said, predictably and consistently, and he's, he's run to a good level and a high level here, 119, but he continues to be a horse where you just think, wow, one day you're going to go bigger than that. Yeah, I think he is favourite for the Doncaster. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll start favourite, but what will start he's favourite? Oh, forbidden love will start favourite for sure. Okay, well, there's a bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. she is, I mean, she is obviously... Her story is a little bit overwritten by the Shelby 66 story of like horses who have just found this uh, patch of wet tracks in Sydney and and found remarkable form. Um, it's funny. Nothing like Shelby, but wow, she's yeah. she deserves plenty of um, headlines herself for doing, you know, maybe not on such an extreme level as, as Shelby, but it's still been, it's been something, hasn't it? Her, her conversion, oh. if you like, the way, I mean, it's obviously... You know what's happened weather-wise in Sydney has obviously suited her perfectly, but um, wow, she's she's done. I mean, you're talking about a starting favourite in a Doncaster eight weeks ago. Where was that? Yeah, I think it's funny because we we obviously talked about it before she resumed in the expressway, and at the trials, it looked like she'd come back because you know she didn't show much the prep before. Then she should have won first up, and then she's just gone whack, whack, whack. And it's interesting. Obviously, she is on paper suited by the wet track. But then interview prior to the run on the weekend, uh, Michael Friedman saying, oh, she'll be better on top of the ground, which uh, I just don't believe. No, that's, <laughs> no, that's nonsense. <laughs> but I think, yeah, she... Well, actually, she dropped, it's not nonsense in a really true sense. She'll run, no, a, mi- she'll run a mile yeah. on good ground faster than she'll run a mile on heavy sure. ground. The problem yeah. is that the others will run even faster. That's Yeah, I think, yeah, that's the biggest issue for her. The... I mean, yeah, she, started, the right. she started 50s and got slapped by Thunderstruck in the Golden Eagle before this prep. Yeah. So, and now she's our favourite. Yeah. Wow. She has to. She's won, the, she's won like as if the Sydney ring's going to take all some mile form and put a favourite. Mm. She's won the rider as a short price favourite, shit in. Now she's going to have 50 kilos Jamie Carr in a Doncaster. If she gets a wet track, she is a favourite for sure. Not saying she is the you know she's the one you want to be with, but she definitely starts favourite. Okay, interesting. interesting. I get back Mel. I get back Melbourne horse starting favourite in Sydney's biggest race. Come on. Mm, no, I, I hope you're right. 
I suppose uh, the other back, the other horse, yeah. yeah. Can we just flick back a little bit then? Because I I suppose before when I was talking about Animo, I said he it was shades of Dundeal. So when Dundeal won the Rose Hill Guineas by very similar margin, I think Animo technically wins it by six and a half. Dundeal won it by six point eight lengths. So you know, very very similar. Um, the second horse that day was a, a Guineas winner in Sacred Falls, who was running below his best. Second this time was. A Guineas winner, Converge, running below his best. Sacred Falls ran 110, Converge ran 113. So similar off-form performances in, in second in a Rose Hill Guineas and obviously Sacred Falls turned around and did Piero in the, the Doncaster. Converge will be out to do something similar? Yeah, he will. I think the the difference from when Sacred Falls did it to when Converge is going to do it is just the space between runs, between the Guineas and the Doncaster. So when he did it, it was three weeks. And then now it's going to be two weeks. That's the only little niggle. The only trainer to do it is Gay, bringing them back in trip with that shorter break. So in the right stable. What did you make Doncaster specific? Uh, Doncaster Epsom. I just looked at the two big dogs because yeah, okay. I figured that they're the ones that matter. Okay. Um, and there's yeah, Gay. She did it on the rules. Yeah, there's Gay. She did, no horse has won it off two weeks back in trip from 2000 to a mile. But Gay did it on a week back up, I believe, with Desert War. Okay. Yeah, I need to look more. Yeah, this is some homework more. for you. <laughs> two, two weeks time. I know. You've I got know. two weeks to get Yeah, you know why? I remember, I remember doing it because Hello Crown tried to do it. And I remember looking it up at the time because he went off the guineas to the Donny and it didn't work. He probably wasn't good enough, to be honest. But, yeah, I remember looking at it and it he all said no. He far below Converge, though, if he was rated below. He would have been in the 120s, hallowed Graham, Golden Rose winner. Yeah. Mm. I think from memory that was a really weak crop, though, that three-year-old crop. Remember the guineas was just really slow? Didn't, this is all off the top of my head at the moment. Yeah, I think Kermadec won the guinea, uh, won the Doncaster as a three-year-old, though. Was that the same year? I think so. I think so. Because hallowed, hallowed Crown was... Um, Kermadec went through the George Ryder. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah, so he tried to do it. Oh, that was the year um, the races got moved. It was at West to Monday. Yeah, yep, I think that's right. So even with the extra couple of days, Hello Crown couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> he, drew, he drew 20, though. Not from memory. Probably never got on the track. But it will be interesting. I mean, if anyone is going to break the rules, it's gay. But, yeah, there wasn't. I'm sort of not sure anymore after Saturday with him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he probably, to some, at least to some extent, he had to have dented his reputation a, a little bit there, didn't he? So mm. he still got the peak. He probably just ran it the wrong way around. I think most people would have thought he'd run this race in the Ramwick Guineas and then run the big one, two, three in the, the Rosehill Guineas. He just went the, the wrong way around. And, and how much do we hold against him for the order of things? Hmm. I mean, I know if you if you look through ratings and and how they predict future results, you'll find that last start is more relevant than two starts back, and so on. So the order of things does matter a little bit, but not in you know it's not deterministic. It's not entire. No. So, well, we know he's good enough. Yeah, he probably is. He's. A, I mean, I think he's a, a better horse than Forbidden Love, for example, and he's got a better peak rating than Thunderstruck, even though I'm. Fairly certain Thunderstruck could, um, in the right scenario, he finally yeah. gets the right scenario when it all when it all does fall for Thunderstruck. He's, um, I think he's a, a match for him, so that will be interesting. No, it's. I mean, who saw this coming? It's going to be a good. Yeah. 
<laughs> I know. It's going to be, yeah, unreal. And as we touched on, plenty of differing opinions, which is what you want. Yeah, the biggest biggest flop of the weekend has to be very elegant, doesn't it? $1.25. Incorrect. 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 No, I'm, we've got to have some rules to this. We can't just be picking things willy-nilly and, and by the little framework that we drew up. Isotope has to be the flop of the week and very elegant, probably somewhat surprising when you get turned over at one to four. Uh, we've actually got improving slightly on what she did to win the Chipping Norton. Thoughts? Yeah, I didn't believe it. And then if you want to say Animo is as good as he is and they've ran, I think, a second and a half quicker than Animo and they ran home in similar similar fractions. So Monophilia just looks to have gone enormous and James probably slipped her too much rope. Yeah, he did. It was a bad ride. I'm very elegant. Um, and she is a victim here of pace, for sure and certain. She was asked to do things too unevenly. They um, they went steadily. Montefilia got a great ride and, and asserted herself at the, the right time and made very elegant, make a sharp move to, to get into the race, and, and as I said, pace was the, the killer there. But she still said the Chipping Norton has produced nice horses and nice winners, but the form itself is is quite funky. It's It's not exactly straightforward. Um, she you know, she scrubs in against she's ideal and angel of truth there. Well, she absolutely hammers angel of truth this time around. Yeah, it's yeah. just that Montefilli is. Um, she turned and, it around as well. Yeah, she's gone and, and turned one right on here, which is um yeah she's run to one hundred and twenty two. So we had to run one hundred and nineteen when she won the the Metrop. So um best effort of her life, Montefilli. Um, yeah, and I suppose, I mean based on on this performance as well, you would have to say I'm saying very elegant, absolutely. Pass mark, and I know one to four, everyone, you know, what a massive failure. But to be honest, this is a this is a better run than what she did in the Turnbull at this point of last preparation. Um, and I think she's still steadily heading the the right way towards the QE. So I'm I'm not I'm not binning very elegant, turning up and running the big peak in the QE and, and being part of that with with Animo and Zaki. Um, and I think I mean, if I'm saying that, I'm not, I'm not saying this was a case of very elegant flopping. I'm saying this was a case of Montefilli having. A things to suit, and B running really well to make the most of it. Um, she's got to fit in there somewhere as well. It feels to me like she isn't as talented as the three we're talking about there, and and probably unlikely to better this performance. Maybe even unlikely to match it in a, in a Queen Elizabeth. But she'll um she'll go there with a hope. That's for sure. All right, gun to your head. You've mentioned all the big dogs going there. I'd imagine something might back up off the Doncast, but we're not sure who that'll be. Who is your top pick? For the Queen Elizabeth? Yeah, Gundy Head right now. Very elegant. Ooh. Because I feel like that's going to be different. I feel like that's going to be the, you know, people chase the results. Yeah, yeah, I know. Chase the results, chase the noise. Ah, you're all wrong. James has given her a sore back there. He's had a... He's a... (laughs) <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, it's a it's a bad ride, and she's run really well, very elegant. Yeah. And I know that's probably runs counter to the narrative, but <laughs> when are you when are you happiest when you're riding horses? When it runs counter to the narrative, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, I will swing with the narrative. I'll be animate. No three year old has won the QE in twenty years, but but listen to that. <laughs> that is garbage. Four have run second. And only 16 have run in it. So yeah. their record is probably a lot better than what you would expect. And as we touched on a lot of the time, three-year-olds have a great record in the weight for age races. Why would this be any different? 
Yeah, it's a good point. So 16 of in the last 20 years represents 8% of runners and from the 60 places available, they've filled 8% of them. So they've um they've run perfectly well in the race. I saw that James is talking about, you know, the difficulties and why, you know, for whatever reason it's it's so difficult for a 3-year-old to to win the Queen Elizabeth. Well, the reason it's so difficult for a 3-year-old to run to win a Queen Elizabeth is they don't run in it. So that's they couldn't makes it you know one thing really hard. <laughs> that between twenty fourteen and the year before last, they couldn't possibly win it. No. So they never had a run. <laughs> how how often it's really hard for them, how often they disappointed. By, <laughs> in the last five years, <laughs> Mawanga's the only one to run in it. Last ten years, Mawanga, yeah. pretty much. So. I mean they've won nearly they've won two tankards in that time as well from just, just under six percent of runners. So they've you know, they've overperformed in the tankard. So there's, re- I mean, there's no reason why we should think that the Queen Elizabeth is harder for a three-year-old to win than any other race, and their their performances are fine. So if you're good enough, and I mean, that's the other thing, is Animo's not normal. He's better than he's even better than I mean, it's three-year-olds that run in the Queen Elizabeth are not normal. They are mm. a select group of very good three-year-olds, but even amongst them, um, I mean, he's a better horse than I mean, Dundee's the the one. He just happened to run. He ran below his best Dundee, but not miles. And he just happened to run into Reliable Man, who was, yeah, was awesome that day. Could have been anything. He's yeah. probably. I mean, he's better than Metal Bender, isn't he? He's better than. Yeah, so Nom de Jour and Harada Sun. I mean, Harada Sun's probably without. He ran pouring. He ran favourite. Yeah, Harada Sun yeah. feels like a good comparison, doesn't he? Mm. It's interesting you touch on Dundee, so he went off two to seven in that QE, and Animo is not going to be anywhere near that price. No, no, he's he's certainly not going to be anywhere near that price. I wouldn't think. I, I think he's going to be cool enough and trendy enough and offer big enough rating here. And there will be some people the way different people go about things. There'll be some people here that model this as a really big win, Animo. Yeah, if you like margins, you know. Get around it. <laughs> it's yeah. a um, it's a big, significant win. So I mean, there's a reason there why Dundee went around as short as he did. It's because he'd been mm. brilliant winning that Rose Hill Guineas, among other races. Of course, he won the Derby just the same. Um, oh, the Derby was like uh, how un- we were there that day. Unreal. Yeah, that was a, a big, big win. But um, these are big, likable margins as, as well. Um, and to horses with a, a little bit more substance. Then what? I mean, fourth. So filling the profondo slot in Dundee's year was. Um, remember a horse called Kingdoms. He was a useful yeah. listedy sort of stayer, but Profondo's. Even if he's not better than that, there's a, a little bit more expectation that he's better than that. So it's it's much easier to mm. rate this. Um, talk about like model error and things like that. This is one twenty five plus animo, same as Dundee, but the model error would support a higher rating if that makes sense. Whereas yeah. the, the done deal one was one twenty five, and you any higher than that, and you would start to raise the error to a point where you, you know, you're sort of making bold assumptions. <laughs> Whereas with Animo, you're not making those same assumptions. You could, yeah. um, as I said, the error wouldn't really change at one twenty, a, a bit better than that. Hence the plus. So he probably is potentially a, a bit better than than one twenty five plus, which for interest sake as well. We're on a podcast, so I suppose we're supposed to be trying to be interesting, aren't we? He's now run. That's um, the goal. <laughs> two times now, he's run beyond a mile in Cox Plate, and here he's run one twenty three, one twenty five, and probably a little bit better than that. So there's a and even the, the Caulfield Guineas peak as well was you know that was a high pressure you know it was a, a test of um, being able to sustain an effort as opposed to a sit sprint as, as well. So um, 
yeah, that seems to be his go. He seems to thrive on those those more testing scenarios. And he's had a <laughs> this is the point I was I've been making a, a little bit about how he's you know the idea that he's running a lot of good races and, and that that should have left a mark on him. Well, the mark that's left on him is that he knows how to race in good races and he's good at it. So he's had a lot of practice running in in all these big races. So yeah, he's um. He's going to thrive on those more genuine tests. Not that this was necessarily a test in terms of speed, but um, it was on testing ground and, and 2,000 metres clearly brings out something I think like the, the best in him. Yeah. yeah, and we saw the flip side of that with Profondo, having only the three starts and then head first into the guineas and then head first into that on the weekend. You mm. saw in his first prep, he clearly needed... He ran much better here. Match practice. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I saw they say uh, Bowman saying, "Oh, look, you know, he just did run his race upside down. He did too much work." He, the sectionals do not support that. He had a soft time of it, and, mm. and quickened, and ran a much better race than he did in the um, in the Australian Guineas. In fact, I think it's about as good now as what he. I think this run is as good as his gloaming run. So it looks. I mean, yeah, I, it looks like a very disappointing. Certainly, the Australian Guineas was disappointing, but. Um, this was a step in the right direction at the very least. I know he's going out to the paddock now and it's all a bit of a, woe is me, it's, it's been a bad point. We, we, we might not see him again. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be a shame because I think he, he's, like, exactly what we're saying with Animo, Animo hasn't had his guts busted. He's had himself hardened and seasoned and Profondo doesn't have that. He needs to race and you, t- you, you race him enough in good races and give him nice platforms and he'll turn into a good racehorse. He's still very early doors for... For Profondo, and yeah, as I said, I don't think this was um, hugely disappointing at all. I think, as I said, I think this is every bit as good as his run when he was second in the gloaming and it was off that that he won the, the spring champion. So, um, I mean, that's a not an outstanding piece of form either and he hasn't been able to match that. But he'll get back to that and, and hopefully even better. He should be even better than that. So, yeah, I think maybe, maybe expectations got a little bit... Um, little bit ahead of things with him. Well, the market certainly loved it. Showed that in the beginning. The, we better move on because we are, I yeah. feel like we're rambling. <laughs> can happen. We'll quickly, uh, we'll quick, quickly touch on the Shelby 66. In three weeks, he won a highway. He beat the world's best sprinter. And now he's a group one winner. I'm obviously a lot younger than you, but I'm sure you've spoken to <laughs> it. You, you've spoken to the old man, I'm sure. Has there, do you, has no, there anything been is, like this before? No, I don't remember it. Not a, No, I can't think of anything in the same ballpark. I saw like suggestion, you know, oh, it's a bit like Takeover Target. It's nothing like Takeover Target. Takeover Target was good from day dot, right? He was, you know, <laughs> he ran brilliant figures from the, st- he actually, I was, here's one, I was there the day Takeover <laughs> Target kicked off at Queanbeyan and you know what? I didn't even walk out of the betting ring to watch it. <laughs> no respect. No respect. I was like, oh, what was that? No, it went well. No, they must be legless behind him. Turned out he was a superstar. But it's very different because this guy, I mean, it is just crazy what has happened in a month. Even the start of, of this, even the, you know, the, the good highway win had nice sectionals, a way above average highway win, which was already weird enough in itself because he'd had so many runs around a rating of high 70s, 80. You just had a, we just had a complete handle on this horse. He was just obviously and absolutely that good. And even if you go back now and you go, "Gee, were we wrong? Was it was he way better than that? Somehow we missed it, or you know, was there just a string of highways that were twenty five pounds better than we thought they were?" No, no. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's um, 
he fronts up off a you know admittedly nice sectional, but with essentially no chance. And splits Eduardo and Nature Strip and runs to well, we've got him running 113, and and with the biggest question mark you've ever seen, well, he's gone and backed it up twice, same with some interest. So <laughs> I yeah okay. Have you got to <laughs> come at me with an explanation for that? Yeah, it's the it's the proper dinner. <laughs> the <laughs> it's it, you can't explain it. I think the funny thing is, is that Devil's Triangle that he beat in the highway got beat at Canberra on Cup Day. Yeah, I mean, and then he's always very tough on Cup Day at Canberra. Yeah, <laughs> it's just I mean it is it's amazing, and this I think this is um, why I love racing is like some things can't be explained. You can sit down all you want. And you can go through it. I, that day when he ran the screamer behind Eduardo and beat Nature Strip, I was I was obviously away, but I just wish I could have been there on Monday when he went through and tried to rate that because, I mean, how do you rate that? He's run 89 the start before. Yeah, well, we just listened to the maths, but we sort of, we did it with a very tentatively. I mean, the, the maths supported him being this good off the Eduardo run because it was so unlikely that Eduardo would be so far below his best almost as Unlikely is Shelby 66 coming up. So um, the technically correct thing to do is to, to land in the middle where the you know best of both worlds in a sense, but obviously with a high degree of um, a high margin of error. Um, but obviously that error is now gone in the Eduardo race. Yeah. So we're, you know, he's done it again and, and he's done it again. But these three runs now in, in isolation are, um, yeah, fairly amazing. And we should say this was the race that Isotope was – well, we, she gets, by letter of the law, she's the flop of the day. When you consider mm. price and how far she ran off her, her peak figure, she was flop of the day, but clearly didn't go on the ground. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a bit unfair. I was saying you know, we could also go and we could we could hand that award to Riadini or Colding, but it'd be very, very unfair. So it's one of those, on this sort of ground, it's um, the flop award is uh, is very harsh. But the, the Galaxy also plays host to the um, Taylor Pendrith Award. For the uh, jockey who missed missed par by the uh, the widest margin, we should point out Taylor Pendrith at the Players Championship, deepest field in golf. Arguably, they call it the fifth major, and some people will make the case that field strength wise, it's it's as good as any of the majors, if not better. And there he is, tied for thirteenth. Richest prize the PGA Tour has ever given away. So the biggest prize for thirteenth that he's he's ever walked away with, Pendrith. So we've um we've inspired him. We've mocked him into form. He might have found. <laughs> and we've one got. Here. We'll have to have something on him in the Masters. We'll have to for sure. Oh, if, if <laughs> oh, he ever wins the tournament, I'm not sure. But hopefully the the Taylor Pendrith story goes the same way as the Shelby sixty six story. Good That's the dream. Just on Shelby, when he broke his maiden at Wagga and his third start. On the quick backup, someone grabbed Danny Williams after the race and said, "Danny, in two years you're going to do this again, and you're going to beat Nature Strip, and then you're going to win the Galaxy." How do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah, because he's done it before. He's backed him up quick before as well. I think it is a combination of the wet track. I think it's wet track, and he's just in the zone. Yeah, it's got to be the these tracks are obviously a little bit of a world unto themselves at the moment. I think. Interesting to see how this heavy track form translates to Ramwick. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's not like these um, Forbidden Love and Shelby have, have both done it on both Sydney tracks. I think it's just how wet it is, you know. There are heavy tracks and there are heavy tracks, I suppose. This was sustained rain into the profile, probably. I mean, it 
record sort of reign. So this is um this might just be its own world. Um, and sorry, uh, I, I threw oh, you off. The award, yeah, yeah, sorry. So the yeah, award yeah. is J- the award is J Mac, and it was really? te- it was very tempting to give it to him for Animo, but it seems a little bit daft to give someone a um poor ride award for a seven length winner. Winning. <laughs> But I mean, they imagine, because that turned that so tactical. Race. He did not make full use of of Animo there, but no, you know, the race itself was developed that way and turned into a, um, yeah, as I said, a, a tactical sort of contest. But um, yeah, Brooklyn Hustle, and I mean, this is Brooklyn Hustle's life story, isn't it? Um, she's but left with far much, far too much to do in a in a galaxy where it's certainly paid to be up up closer to the the speed. So much pace, so much pressure. And then they all jump out there, find their spots on the map, and not so much pace, not so much pressure. And those horses that were out the back just had absolutely no chance. And the way Brooklyn Hustle finished off, um, I'll stop. So- I'll stop short of saying she's an unlucky loser, but she's unlucky not to be in the heads and necks there with with the first three across the line. I would say even Bellucci Babes, you could make a case she's a bit stiff as well. Those run, man, those run on horses out of the galaxy are basically. I mean. Even back in the field, Paul Laley is um, given absolute, oh, absolutely <laughs> no chance, Paul Laley. That's um, bar- I mean, you know what's going to happen. Group one. We mentioned on the previous show, once he drew out there, it was all over, but I still fell into it. <laughs> I thought maybe, maybe they'll, maybe she'll try and put him into the race. Yeah. <laughs> Give well, him a chance. I mean, it is a valuable group one, but um, no, there's just no pressure in, in that race at all, and it, it certainly paid to be... Handy. Brooklyn Hustle wasn't. She finished like a rocket. J-Mac gets the Taylor Pendrith Award. And then we turn around and hand him the Colin Morikara Award. First ever. First, first time. Dual winner. Dual winner. The shocker and the ride of the day. And the ride of the day is for his, um, his third on Cool and Gatto, which is just perfectly um, perfectly executed ride. For no cigar, cool and gather. She's um she's run right up to form. She's just bumped into I think two better horses. I think we can say that now with cool and gather is I mean she's run. I know that she went the gap between runs and and what have you, but we're sort of trusting this stable, aren't we? So we're we're trusting this stable to turn up ready to rumble. And so she's run the the big figure on on debut. She's matched it to win the Magic Millions, and she's matched it in the Golden Slipper. So it's it's now time to start thinking. Well, that debut figures. Not a starting point, but just her. Are we are we happy to say that? I think so. Yeah. So she's very good, but she's just no better. Than, no better than what she's she's been doing. Which would be typical of most Magic Millions winners. Um. Well, the fact that I can barely remember one off the top of my head probably confirms that. <laughs> yeah, I mean the. I mean the winner. The winner. Like, I saw there was a few claiming they were unlucky in the race, but the winner has gone enormous. Amazing. I must say, when you're watching the race, very different to assessing it afterwards, because watching the race, I think, oh, well, she's got this little saloon cheap run through, and then they've all fallen in, you know, it's a slipper on really testing ground, and they've all, they're all grinding. It looked like a grind, didn't it? And um, mm. they're all whacking away. None of them can lift their legs up, and it's just a, you know, They've been an ordinary lot the whole year through and it's just continued into this. And then you look at her splits and the way she takes that split, the overhead shot's awesome, isn't it? Oh, how good is it? The way she takes that split, then you look at the sectionals and it's like, no, she actually did that. 
She her yeah. last four hundred, but the four to two, and then the two to home. She has absolutely brained them. So yeah. out of nowhere, because I mean we've been bagging these two year olds, and probably rightly so, from day dot really. Um, but miraculously, she's come out and produced an up to scratch for a filly, up to scratch slipper, yeah. slipper win. This is um this is what you usually get from from fillies in the slipper. So, um, when yeah, I mean that probably says something about the crop overall. This is what a an actual slipper horse looks like against the rest of these. Absolutely, looks like they're in slow motion. Absolutely spanks them a real slipper horse. Um, unfortunately, yeah. I wasn't clever enough to foresee that she might be a real slipper horse before the race. But um, yeah, it was um yeah it was a, a really really good performance. My my blue diamond theory hit the crossbar again with Dormier running fourth, but thought he ground away okay in in pretty tough conditions. And he's um, if my theory with him is is right, he's going to be a better three year old than than a two year old. So he's a he's no superstar, but he managed to chalk up a Group One win anyway. And what he is is a one thirteen rated two year old who's probably going to be a better three year old. So um. Yeah, I think there's some promise there. I think there's probably more promise in him than. Several of the others. Yeah, I mean, I don't see anything turning the tables in the size. Oh, does she? Is she? She goes. Oh, poor Telly. He's all in, mate. Let's go. What a champion! And I mean, what a champ. The hat, hair, beard combination. Uh-uh. He's unstoppable, poor Telly. Wow, wow. It had it all, didn't it? <laughs> but it was no, if you're no, do your, fantastic. If you're going to do your money, yeah, happy for him. Yeah. So it's um yeah I think that's the as you say it's a it's run in conditions that are atypical um they've been a poor lot the whole season through but I think the takeaway from this is that at least the winner has fronted up and and posted a slipper winning performance does that mean she'll be will she do it again on another day in another scenario <laughs> and will she do it again as a three year old okay. I don't know she's got Kiyomichi vibes doesn't she but, I think she'll win the size if it's heavy. Yeah, well, I mean, there's That's, from a rating. If you're going to walk into the size as a as a ratings nerd, um, I mean, all, no, nothing's, been, in, nothing's right? been nothing's been that good. So you, your only yeah. question mark is is she going to do it again? Which I think is a pretty reasonable question mark, to be honest. But um, yeah, if she had the she had the gap, so fifty six days, and then twenty one into the slipper. It's not like she's been. You look at her form; it looks like she's been up for ages. But he did give her a nice break in between. So oh, I think. He knows what he's doing. He's showing that now. If she goes, yeah. And how good winning with a daughter of Rebel Dane too. I know, I know. Just had a bit of spice to the win. No, it was all, um, it was all, all good. So yeah, she look. She raced the same as Esther Jab. She raced the same as Kiyomichi. What does that mean for her future? <laughs> Not much. But the stable, she's just behind. She what she will rain produced in that, and she came back and won a Moya. She will rain probably had a. Well, she absolutely did have a lot more. Um, Rating depth behind her slipper peak, so she was, I think, safe to say a better filly than than Fireburn. But at least there's something from this two year old crop to you know, put up on a pedestal and say, "Hey, look, this is this is a fast performance." Yeah, and like got knocked over too, like unreal. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. She she, she was an unlucky winner that bolted in. Yeah, yeah, I think. That probably to me, as I said before, she's she's run a a golden slipper race, and the rest it's probably shown shown the rest right up for what they um what they are. But I wonder as well with this. I mean, 
we had smaller fields than typical for all those slipper lead-ups in Sydney and, and obviously I wonder what impact the, the big wet has had on um, – I know it's wet this time of year every year, but this is different, right? This year's mm. been in the extremes. Um, so I wonder whether as a group there's um, there's a little bit more unknown going into the back half of the two-year-old season and next year whether some have been held back or or put put off or put back because of the, the weather and you know, whether a few horses that would have – been better in an, in another year where things were a bit more normal. Didn't get a chance to to show themselves off. So, oh, it's a proper line in the sand job. Yeah, it does feel like that, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, we say that now, about the slipper every year, but that one, in, this whole lot in particular, feels yeah. a bit like yeah, this is um in its own. We start world. again. Yep. Now, have Have you got make, a um? Hold on, we got to make special mention. Mickey D on Cherry Talk Tony. Did he just oh, miss the yeah. Taylor Pendrith? Because the visuals had him winning it by eight lengths. It was, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I mean, he, I don't. He didn't get it a couple of weeks back for pinstriped either, and now he doesn't get it for Cherry Tortoni because the the way we're doing it is is set to a, a couple of rules. But I tell you what, he's getting some honourable mentions. <laughs> he's um, if anyone deserves an if award, it, it's him. That was a. Uh, Another it's a three, two, visual one. train wreck. My goodness me. Oh, he's getting a lot of two votes. Yeah, yeah. There was honourable mentions as well for the, the awards, we should say, down in Melbourne were um, Ben Allen on Calcine Mav in the, in the All-Star Mile. He gave that horse every chance to do his thing by controlling at a pace that's too slow for, for plenty of these, but he was smart enough to be in front of most of them. And for Calcine Mav, that's almost fast enough. So that was had he gone a little bit quicker, he'd have um, he'd have threatened J Mac and Cool and Gatter for the award, and Damien Thornton gets a little special nod for Desert Icon as well for a good leading ride. Again, given a, a soft time of it, but he did okay. The horse was um a little bit disappointing, but they're two jockeys, Ben Allen and Damien Thornton, who I think are probably going a little bit better than than what their their sort of market stats, if you like, would um. Would suggest, whereas our award winner is not. J Max had a lean month, I reckon. I mean, he rides a lot of winners because he gets on a lot of good horses, but um, he's riding a lot fewer winners than the market wants from him. That's for sure. And I've noticed that his um, horses have been going backwards under him, ratings-wise as well, on average. He's not red hot. He's not red hot. He's, yeah, but he's, as um, he would, he he's nowhere near spring, J Max. No, no, he's um. He's going to still get a lot of great opportunities, though, and he's he's too good to. Um, oh, it's not, he's ne- he's not a negative. I reckon <laughs> no, no. I reckon the misses are um, the misses all seem about the same as well. The misses are all he's missing. Go back to the golf analogy, like he's missing all one way. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it seems easy enough to correct. You know, if you if you're consistently slicing, you can adjust for that, right? He's consistently riding too slow. Unless you try and overcorrect the slice. Yeah, well, don't don't overcorrect and start hooking it. But <laughs> he's um he's too good for that. He just needs a uh, needs a go back to the <laughs> couple of nights at the range. Start sticking a few out of the middle again, and I think what he'll find is that he just needs to square those shoulders up and settle a few pairs close and do a little bit, make a little bit more use of these good horses you're getting on. Be my suggestion. It's my suggestion to all jockeys. In fact, I told you about my website idea. You did. Form analyst for jockeys. And so a jockey signs up to my service. They get a login. 
they go to my website, they put in their special personalised login and, spe- and it gives them a piece of information to work on for that day. And every time it just loads the same website which says settle two pairs closer. <laughs> That's my advice. For it. Put No more speed maps, nothing. Just where do you think you should be? Go two pairs closer than that. And what you'll find is you'll start riding winners in Australia. At, I an, think- at an alarming rate. It's not hard. It's not hard. Anyway, I think it would be nice yeah. if you signed up to my service. It is hilarious how often when jockeys are in form, it's when they're going forward. I know, I know. Can so, I mean, Craig knew it. He's just completely gone and he grabs hold of everything. Stop it, Craig. Just go. Ride ugly too fast and you'll make far fewer mistakes than you make grabbing hold of everything, which doesn't work. Careful, careful though. You don't want to go too fast because then everyone rips you. You know, you don't want to go above. You don't want to go above. Above benchmark. Above right. average. Right. It's a disaster. If you get on a horse that's above average, well, you. you know, okay. On to. Uh, <laughs> we run out of time if I let you. All right. That. I'm going um, to yeah. press the button, and you can give us an exciting horse. That is just so exciting. Yeah, so head over to Japan for this week. One for the future. If you follow Japanese racing, you can pretty much switch off now because you know who this horse is. But Jack Dorr, who won not on the weekend but two weekends back, and I've been a bit behind on my Japanese rating, so I've only caught up this morning. But he ran a figure of 125, and the time figure was 125 as well, which is rare to see. He did it in a group two. He broke the track record. He'll now take on Foria, who's the best horse in Japan, if not the world, rated 128 on I'm April 3. You're saying world. So that goes around the day after the Donny on the Sunday. It will be shown on Sky. Foria will be favourite. And let's back Jack Daw to beat him because he's going to lead in that race. Wee. Let's have a bet because the Foria is going to be very short. Yeah. And I think similar to, so he's by Maurice and he's now the highest rated son of Maurice, no surprise. Damn. But similar. Similar to Maurice in the sense he didn't really do anything early until he turned four, which is what Maurice did. Oh, so, okay, so he's four. Yeah, okay. Interesting. And bang on speed runs time from the front. Love backing these horses. Oh, so, sounds like a plan to me. Yeah, let's hope before he falls in or gets into a bit of trouble, he'll be able to get himself out of it. But if he's able to pinch a few or just run time from the front efficiently, he is going to be hard to beat in two weeks' time. So he is our Bruce McAvaney award winner this week at Jack Daw. That is exciting. It is exciting. And we should mention our black book, Adam, because it's free. And you can add a horse, Jack Daw, to the black book and you'll know when he's running in Japan. So it's Jack and then it's D apostrophe O-R. Those who want to add him to the black book. Perfect. That wraps us up. Cheers, guys.